You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Well, Mary, in Milwaukee, not that far from me in Chicago, the Republicans, well, all the Republicans except one, had their first presidential debate. And I'm assuming you've heard about it a little bit, right? I have. I didn't watch all of it because I was in an e- a legal aid event, actually. Oh, you were uh, doing something useful. I was. I was at a fundraiser for legal aid. Always great. Um, but then I couldn't help myself when I got home. I had to turn it on, even though I had people texting me, including you, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is so bad. Um, But I couldn't help myself. I did take a number of things uh, away from it. I saw the whole thing. I mean, I get people like the whole horse race thing, who did better, who did worse, uh, kind of this. But you know what really struck me more than anything else is that these candidates said out loud and apparently believe it all the reasons why i could never be a republican (laughs) they just said them there and i I mean i'll give you an example or two vivek ramaswamy said he actually said despite everything we have seen everything that we know climate change is a hoax i did not make that up he said that and i thought Oh, my God. I mean, among other things, besides problems with the truth and what this could do to the environment, you do realize that no voter under the age of 40 is going to have anything to do with you, right? Right. Although I did hear some reporting today that the young voters, this was like young college voters in Iowa, they really liked him because, one, he said bro, and they're bro dudes. Yeah, that's good. They thought, you know, he, like Trump, you know, he spoke his truth. He said what he thought. He didn't get rattled. To me, he seemed like, and everyone, or as a teacher, you've seen this a million times, but I remember as a student, like that kid in class who thinks he's the smartest kid in the room and that his opinions matter, and he just says shit, right? Yeah. He just like... Whatever he thinks is going to get him the best grade or is going to just bother somebody, he just talked. And he, I don't even think he believes it himself. He, to me, seems so disingenuous. And what kind of a person thinks that the average MAGA or even many non-MAGA Republican voters is going to vote for a skinny guy with foreign parents, with dark skin, whose name they can't pronounce, reminding them a lot of a guy named Obama. Absolutely, yeah. And why he even put that line in early in the retreat. I mean, that's funny and cute, but it's you do that if you're a Democrat. You don't do that when you're a Republican. Hell, they haven't gotten over... Chris Christie being nice to Barack Obama. Honestly. When he's in the middle of uh, hurricane relief, that still bothers Republicans. And do you think that they like 
that little gag line on Ramaswamy. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, so. he must be polling relatively well because he was standing right next to the dwarfiest of the dwarves, which was DeSantis, who it was like he wasn't even there. Yeah. He was, I mean, was he so afraid of being himself that he morphed into like a nothing? He was like a, a cloud or something. He wasn't even well, on the stage. No, and, and what he did, and I'm sure his advisors, well, that is say advisor, his wife, uh, <laughs> to, told him to do this, and he was comfortable with it. He had a set of absolutely canned answers, and he was going to give those no matter what. One of my favorite things, but I think this was pre-planned, was when the uh, interviewers, the moderators, Brett Baer, and uh, Martha asked them for a show of hands, which, you know, I, questioners always do that. So uh, Ron could have known ahead of time or thought ahead of time that's going to happen. And he did what seemed like his only kind of spontaneous thing for a minute and said, we're not school children here. Right. We don't need, let me talk. Let, let me debate there. But I think even that, was canned and ready because yeah. that's the way he was all night long. Yeah. And I heard someone describe the hand raising thing and then he looked around. It was yeah. like the wave and you were waiting in a stadium. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're waiting for the wave to get to you. And he's like watching and watching to say, is the wave at me yet? Is the wave at me yet? And yeah. I thought that was really, really funny. Um, by the but, way, while we're on hand waving, somebody's got to teach Chris Christie how to do hand things. Yeah. Like, you know, God knows what he was doing. I mean, he said he was trying to indicate he wanted to talk about it, uh, I yeah. guess. But no, no, Chris, there's like a rule. When the teacher says, how many here want glazed donuts? If you want a glazed donut, you raise your hand. If you don't want a glazed donut, don't raise your hand. But, John, you know, he's from New Jersey, so maybe there's that other uh, young male thing you do with your hand to show, you know, a kind of a crude gesture, like a jacking off guy, and oh. maybe that's really what he wants. Oh, yeah, a little bit of the flying fist. Exactly. So <laughs> I don't know that, but he's from Jersey, and I'm sure he, he knew that question was coming. Yeah. And he's worked he's just worked himself into this uh box on the whole will you vote for Trump issue. I mean the Republican Party has created that disaster. They should never put that qualification on these guys because they just look dumb if they say they are gonna vote for a convicted felon. They you know they they look so unpatriotic. I mean, and Chris Christie didn't do anything special last night. He didn't, I don't think he broke out. But no. you know, the hairdresser who is a Republican, but not Trumpy exactly. I mean, she's not a huge Trump, she's not MAGA, let's say that. She was really impressed because I got my hair done today. She was super impressed with Nikki Haley. And I I thought Nikki was like a Republican from 19, or let's let's say. 2010. Yeah. 
And I think she did a great performance for a 2010 Republican. Yes. And uh, I want to go back to Nikki. Nikki is from 2010. Asa Hutchinson is a Republican from 1985. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, they were all time traveling in some way. But um, yeah, he was not even in this century. No. And Nikki, I, I mean, she was sharp and she engaged with Vivek which we all wanted, what we all wanted to, her to do was kind of bitch slapping. Yeah, bit. and she right. did. I thought she yeah. did a great job. And, you know, I thought it was Christy that would do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, his target is Trump. And I think Vivek had a great line on on uh, Chris, with Christy, which was, you, you know, you're talking about what do you call it, like retaliation, whatever. Right. And that's what your whole candidacy about. And that is true. Yeah, you know, absolutely. This stuff lands when it is true. So when Nikki Haley says to Vivek, you don't know anything. You yeah. are so inexperienced. I thought, wow, that is very true. That's a really good call on him. It really is. And, you know, the classic moment of that, but your analysis is so perfect. It's right on this was Lloyd Benson uh, or Benson yeah. and Dan Quayle. You know, when Benson famously, one of the greatest lines in debates, said, I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. And Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy. Well, we all knew that. that right. Dan Quayle was a lightweight and not to be taken seriously. And so just what you're saying, that was true and that landed. Yeah. And so, and so I think that you know, and the other thing I heard that, that I thought was super interesting today, which I hadn't thought about, is that Vivek is the Pete Buttigieg of this cycle. Yeah. He's young and experienced, but smart and very articulate, and um, he plays the stage. And you know who, who was his Nikki Haley? Amy Klobuchar. And that yep. is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She kept saying, you don't know anything. You're the mayor of South Bend. Bend, for God's sake. I mean, what are you going to do? You're probably qualified, maybe, to be secretary of transportation. (laughs) Oh, good. That's what you're going to be. That's what you're going to be. You know something that was on my mind? Remember Mike Pompeo, which oddly enough, he has not run for president. We all thought he was, right? Right. But he kind of stayed there. And do you remember he was interviewed this a while ago about who is the most dangerous person for the United States? And he amazingly said, Randy Weingarten, the head of the AFT, the teacher union. Boy, there were a lot of people on that stage last night who agreed with him. They thought, and it kept coming up, that the greatest problem was teachers' unions. And if you could just take apart teachers unions you would solve education all sorts of other problems now my partner pam used to be on the negotiating committee for the teachers union all the time that she was teaching at public school as you might guess she was getting real uncomfortable with this that didn't land well with her but that is a big republican issue i think one of the reasons is because they are the all their polling has told them you're never going to get these women, because most are women, you're never going to get these women anyway. So go ahead, beat them up. Doesn't matter. 
And, you know, that like should have been a moment for Chris Christie to shine because that was his whole thing when he became governor of New Jersey. But even then, he just never seemed to kind of get his footing. So, all right. So the, I came in, John, the part, the second half, when they were asking the questions about Trump and all his misdeeds. So we can't close the week out without mentioning that um, our dear leader is going to turn himself in at 7.30 tonight in Fulton County. And aren't you looking forward to his mugshot? Oh, I am. Because I'm going to put it, I'll print it, and I'll put it right on the wall. But I was thinking Trump being Trump, because, you know, this is, He's said the time, it's during prime time. You know, he loves to play to the camera and he doesn't want that mugshot. I bet he has spent numerous hours in the bathroom looking in the mirror and trying out different facial expressions. Like, should I be serious? Should I smile? Should I give my little twinkle in my eye? What Donald Trump do I want to show to the world? Because you know he's going to have T-shirts made up and everything. Yeah, and the reason I know you're exactly right, Maggie Haberman, in her recent book, I'm sorry, I forgot the title uh, of it, but excellent, excellent book, she recounts specifically what he does when a camera gets around him. And if somebody takes a picture and he doesn't have the expression he wants on his face, he makes them promise to get rid of it, take another picture, and the one he likes... It's it's not really a scowl. It's like a very serious. I think it's his idea of what it means to be presidential. He'll have that thing absolutely practiced and ready. But, you know, it's funny. The reason he's mad at Fox News, one of the reasons is because they had a picture of him he didn't like, where his neck looked real fat and was like falling over his uh, collar. And um, so he's mad at them about that. And I've even heard him say, you know, that dishonest Fox News and they put up pictures of me that make me look bad. And it's like, this is the stuff that he cares about. So do you think that he was wise not to go to the debate last night? Yeah, actually, I think he was. I think he had nothing to gain. I think he was going to end up looking kind of silly. I mean, he wants to look presidential and he does not want to be in the scrum with the rest of them. If I were advising him, I would have told him, no, Mr. President, not like you listen to me, but stay home. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right from a, just a strategic point of view. On the other hand, and let me say it a different way. He's never done anything that, re- excuse me, respects the process or respe- respects, um, you know, democracy and what it's about. So why would he stop? Why would he start doing right. that now? But I do think that um, for him not to engage in any of the debates, let's say that the the pool starts to, you know, get smaller, people start dropping out. For him not to debate at all, I think that would be a mistake. It would. At some some point, he looks scared. Someday, he does need to be in a debate. But I mean, I got to tell you, someday, Doug Burgum needs to come to debate as well. But John, it'd be interesting because, you know, um, Chris Christie is polling very well in New Hampshire. So if Chris 
Christie shows well in New Hampshire, that's going to give that dude a lot of momentum. Oh, well, so what it, I was it, saying my what my hairdresser said is she thinks the ticket the ticket will be Chris Christie and Nikki Haley, and I told her it was magical thinking yeah. because she's like an old school Republican. So to her, she loves Chris Christie, and um, you know a lot of Republicans love that he's taking on Trump. He's just a regular Republican. He's one in a blue state. Blah 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 blah, and um, so I think Christie's starting to read his own press and thinking, if I do well in New Hampshire, I will be on the debate stage with Trump. And, you know, that could be true. Could be. And we could have this scenario because we had this once before. Apparently, Ron DeSantis, who you and I agree is a slug, but apparently he has an organization already in place in every county in Iowa. You know, when this happened before that uh, Trump was ahead in the polls and he got out to organize was 2016 and Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus. That could happen again. So let's say Ron DeSantis wins Iowa. Chris Christie wins New Hampshire. Now, all of a sudden, yeah, Donald Trump needs to debate because I don't care what your national poll looks like. You've just lost two states. And you've got to take those guys out. Yeah. Before you get to South Carolina, and you've got to take Nikki Haley. Tim Scott was a non-player last night. Yeah, that guy just—he has to be assessing whether he should stay in. And if Absolutely. he if he doesn't do well in Iowa, he'll be gone. By the way, did you know he comes from a very poor background? I he t- heard that. The that's even—that's even the answer to the question about China. Yeah, he was poor. Yeah, very, very poor. I was just so sad when that question about China came and we didn't have Donald Trump there to say, China, China. The one thing I appreciated about Vivek, Chris Christie, and even uh, Nikki is uh, they're not theocrats. The rest of them, it's what God wants. Oh, my God. I'm not voting for God. I'm voting for him. Mike Pence started an answer early on with when I accepted Jesus into my heart as my personal savior. And I, you know, I like just like taking a drink a second before. And so I did a spit thing. (laughs) Stop this. Okay. We got to go. Okay. We got to go. But that was fun. All right. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.